The Spiritual Freedom Show with Richard Lawrence, where politics is not the answer, materialism counts for nothing, and spirituality will set you free. I'm Richard Lawrence, and this is an Ethereus podcast. We're also syndicated on these radio networks on the first and third Saturdays of the month. Body, Mind, Spirit Radio, Transformation Talk Radio, WTRM, the Trim Radio Network, and Oneness Talk Radio. So later we're going to be joined by our producer, Darren Ball, uh, with a, more of your question, at least one question and some comments, because we're really grateful for all the comments and questions we are getting from you. It really makes a big difference to us, I can assure you. And we started last week, as you may know, if you heard it, I hope you remember, uh, with an extract from the fifth freedom. As you know, we're looking at the nine freedoms on this show, delivered through Dr. George King in deep somatic trance by Mars Sector 6. And in this extract, he identified four of the limitations which we need to break free from and overcome in our journey to enlightenment, to cosmic consciousness, and above all, to real effective service for the world as a whole. And they are nuanced in a way. They can be uh, misunderstood if we aren't careful. And this is the beauty of this particular show, that we can have the chance to go, hopefully, deeply into what Mars Sector 6 really means by a particular point. And we're going to take the second of those limitations that he's identified, which is adherence and vain worship to some piece of multicoloured cloth, obviously meaning the flag of a nation. And he's not there saying you shouldn't be proud of your country. He's not saying that you shouldn't uh, study your history or support your national football team or, or, or even to a degree to be patriotic. He's talking about adherence to, be limited by, or vain worship. So it's very precise statement that he's made. Let's listen to it. I'm going to ask Darren now to play the extract we heard last week again. A terrestrial man is continually limiting these latent abilities within his real self. He is continually imposing limitation after limitation upon these glorious aspects of true creation. And what is the result? Racial prejudice, adherence and vain worship to some piece of multicolored cloth. A possession, family tie,
Thank you, Darren. So we're looking at the second of these now, adherence to and vain worship of a piece of multicolored cloth, obviously the flag of your of your of a particular nation. And just to repeat, there's nothing wrong, for example, in enjoying the culture produced by a particular nation, your own nation, your own local community, and relating to it because of that. I mean, it could be Spanish flamenco, it could be Indian food, it could be Russian ballet, it could be anything that's associated. But having said that, some people will love any of those things and not necessarily come from those particular nations. That's one thing. But wanting to invade another country, and let's face it, this happened through history and it's happening now. The danger of it is ever present. Wanting to invade another country to add to the prestige and power of your own nation is not only wrong and destructive, but this is the point. It's based on a delusion. It's based on ignorance. Disliking people because they come from a different nation than your own, possibly a nation that you're opposed to, is a damaging limitation for you and as an individual and for the world as a whole. We are related no more to fellow citizens of our country than we are to fellow citizens anywhere in the world. We are one race. In fact, it's possible that in a former life you came from that very nation you're now looking down upon, that you now despise, if you do despise any nation. I'm sure you can see the absurdity of it all. And there's something in this. It's a good exercise. Look at it from the point of view of a cosmic intelligence. Looking down on our world, an alien intelligence, if you like, They don't look upon us as Russians, Chinese, South Africans, or what have you. They look upon us as one race, Earth people, who have come through their lives, reincarnated through their lives, in a multitude of different nations and of different races. And just because we live in different geographical regions, it's ridiculous to think that people who live in another geographical region are inferior to us because they've got a different flag because they're in a different location. It seems obvious, really, and you could almost wonder why Mars Sector 6 feels it necessary to make the point, almost, until you look around the world and then you really can see it. The conflicts, the deaths, the suffering caused, the millions of deaths caused by politicians talking up hostility and war, and it can't all be laid at the door of politicians, those who support them because of their blind loyalty. I think that's what vain worship is meaning, blind loyalty to a national cause, but just because it's a nation that you're in. Uh, the enlightened person is free from such delusions. They might feel proud of their nation. Uh, they might be dedicated to helping their fellow citizens, but they'll want to help wherever they can, and they'll be able to say, well, look, actually, Yemen or Ethiopia, or some other nation actually needs my help more than the country I'm in. There's so many people who've been able to do that. Schweitzer was one, Mother Teresa was another. People praying can be praying for a country on the other side of the planet and helping that country. It's not a nationalistic exercise, or it shouldn't be. And this old saying, charity begins at home, and they usually mean their own household, maybe their local community, maybe their country. But how limited is that when you think about it? Why should we limit acts of service to people just because they are physically close to us or even emotionally close to us? 
And if you were able to say that your home actually is planet Earth, it would be more understandable because the people of Earth, we are so backward, we desperately need whatever help we can get. But we're told, actually, that even that isn't necessarily correct. A more advanced race than us from another world who is aware of other races uh, who need their help will be more inclined to help them because they need their help more than those from their own planet. And we've seen intelligences come to our Earth. Jesus is one. Buddha is another. Uh, an alien race. And they'll give their life for it in the case of the Master Jesus. And they'll give their life blood for it in the case of the Lord Buddha. That is the cosmic approach. And until we cast off limitations like nationalism, nationalism, not even national pride, but nationalism, we will never be able to advance into the highest states of consciousness. And perhaps even more seriously, we will limit our service, which needs to be free of nationalistic boundaries. We just need to look at where the help is needed and give that help regardless of the flag being flown in the country where it's needed. So, Darren, those are our thoughts for this week. What say you? Yeah, I think it's a, it's a great exercise to, to think more in that way because I think the more we try to take the perspective of these enlightened beings from other worlds, um, the more we try to think like them, the more we can um, start to become like them, which is ultimately our own journey. You know, the more we'll begin to raise our own consciousness and uh, emulate not only what they are like, but also the worlds they've been able to create. Um, and I think that's that's going to be an inspiration for us all. Yeah, I think the master theorist did state, I haven't got it in front of me, but that you know, although he represents Venus, um, he himself spends more is more concerned about this planet Earth. It's not the planet he's yeah. from, far from it, but he knows we need his help much more. And he gives it in ways that we will. I remember uh, Dr. King used to say uh, that uh, he he thought the master theorist was in the very air you breathe, Uh, whatever that might mean, Um, in the wind. Uh, Mm. If you breathe, the theorist lives, is a a quote. So, yeah, that's the the way they live. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sure you have some questions. Sorry, I'm interrupting you, Darren. Well, I was just going to say the more we begin to emulate that, I think, in our own small way. the more we will be able to, uh, you know, just like the examples you gave, you know, uh, helping where the help is needed. I think that can always that can always be a, a guide for yeah. us in terms of overcoming this limitation that Mars Sector Six has. Absolutely, has here. absolutely. So, so, if you are tuning in for the first time, I invite you to find out more about the Nine Freedoms and Mars Sector Six. You can visit our website. That's Ethereus.org. That's A E T H E R I U S dot org. I do pick out a question or a moment of truth to share on every show. So, if you haven't written to us before do drop us a line at spiritualfreedom at richardlawrence.co.uk with any questions, comments, or spiritual experiences that you'd like to share, which is um, something uh, like what I have today. Um, so this person says, Dear Richard, I learned about the Ethereum Society in April 2021. I've been listening to all the podcasts for the Spiritual Freedom Show as well as um, Ethereum Radio Live. And recently, you asked for listeners to write in regarding their experiences doing the violet flame and the white light visualization with the prayer. So I'm one who tends to uh, to be slow to feel anything and then to have subtle experiences. And I've been doing this visualization prayer at least once daily, as well as other practices from the Ethereum study. And for most of these months, I've, I've not had any vivid visualization experience or sensation. But now I've begun to feel the violet flame and the white light. It's coming to life for me. 
Also, I believe that Richard mentioned, or, or perhaps Dr. King suggested, um, that one can enhance this practice by remembering prior good related experiences or something like that. And this idea helped me. Decades ago, when I was involved in the periphery of a, a yoga ashram in Lydians, the teacher often transmitted um, Shaktipat. Indeed, and, and indeed, as the theory study warns, some participants did have some seriously dangerous Kundalini reactions. But during those long years ago, my experience of receiving this was an opening in my heart center. And uh, so now I, I, I gently encourage my body to recall that feeling whilst doing the violet flame and the white light as you taught, and it's beginning to enhance my uh, subtle but very real experience of these practices. So thank you very much for your service. What a great uh, contribution. Thank you very much for that. And uh, I, there's a lot in there. Just picking on one thing, a visualization like the violet flame uh, it's interesting that at first she wasn't, or he or she wasn't getting a lot of results, and then later on they came. Uh, that can happen, and the reason being that the violet flame is a real force. It really does exist, and likewise the white light. So it's not, a, as it were, an invention, as some visualizations taught are. It's a real thing. And so when you start, it's a visualization. It's, as it were, in your imagination, but it enables you to connect with a reality, and then that reality starts to take place. And then you really start to experience it. And some people can even smell it. Uh, some people, uh, in my case, sometimes you can actually see it. You, you can really see the color around you. More importantly, I think you can feel it. Even if none of those things happen to you, just get an uplifting, cleansing experience. Those things are real experiences. So uh, that's, a, I think, a, a real helpful guide. On the, uh, quickly on the Shakti Kundalini point, also the violet flame, if you've been needing this balance or control, will really help with that too uh, because it's a real force that comes from Mother Earth. Yeah, I think um, there's some great points of guidance there. And I it just just echo, I think, that it's so easy to give up quickly on these type of practices, you know, when you don't see any, any immediate result. But but certainly, I've, I've you know, I've seen in my own experience the sort of determination and, and continuing to practice this, as this person has demonstrated here and, and reported in the testimony, is the way. And I think um, one little secret of it is really connecting with the source of this violet flame. Um, I'll just share quickly that um, uh, recently, I think sometime late last year, um, I, I was working on something for the website about the Mother Earth. You know, it, mm. it was many, many, many hours of work to do that. And I remember after it was published, the next time I did the Violet Flame, it was like a completely different experience. And I think part of that was just beginning to connect much more and appreciate the Mother Earth for, for what uh, she is and what she has done for us. And I think that's one of the secrets of this practice. Thanks, Darren. Great experience. Brings us to the end of this particular show. But please always remember that service is the jewel in the rock of attainment.